calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Cherokee Indian cases of the 1830s. So grab your foreign state. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Wallentowski. And we're both tired. (laughs) 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 I am so tired. I feel like my voice is thin. Like, I feel like my body is tired. And so my Mm -hmm. voice is like, this is all. (laughs) Yeah. I can get. That's all that I can do right now. Yeah, when I get tired, my voice gets lower. Mm, like I drop yeah. an octave as though I speak with a sultry low voice. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is I'm tired. tired. I have a hot tea that I'm drinking oh, throughout this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should have made a tea. Because I was hoping that it would bring me out of this lower octave. And quite simply, it has not. <laughs> so here we will remain. <laughs> here we'll remain. Uh, it's amazing what the what the body will do when it is tired. So tired. But you know what's not tired? This podcast. Because we no. have a great show for you. We're talking today about you're gonna freak out. This is I feel like this is a left a left turn, a curveball. Something we haven't talked about before. We haven't talked about anything. Like, I mean, in one sense, we're talking about court cases. So there is that through line. But sure, we course. have never talked about this topic at all. 
at all. We've never even dipped our toe. And we're talking about the Cherokee Indian cases of the 1830s. Uh, And you're like, what? How obscure? And you're actually going to find out it's not obscure. It just sounds very obscure. Yeah, because... Especially, we're going to talk about two court cases, but especially the second court case is, like, a huge court case. Landmark. Landmark court case in American history that, like, like I had no, I had never heard of it. And it's, like, right up there with, like, Brown v. Board and, like, mm-hmm. Dred Scott, like, all of those big court cases. Yeah. But, of course, we haven't heard about it because we whitewash history yep. <laughs> in our education system. Yep. And we just have to recognize that. No, I'm so excited to talk about this. We haven't done any sort of native american anything yet so i love that we're starting off that journey with something like this um obviously a a a long journey ahead with with that sort of area of topics but i think this is a good one to kick it off with yeah so before we do just a reminder that if you like what you hear and i hope you do please rate review and subscribe to us it makes our day my voice will jump from a low octave to a high octave yes. if you review us and and leave us five stars and all the good stuff. So just know that I am literally <laughs> praying that you do. Okay? <laughs> love you and love this whole thing. Yeah. So let's jump right in to what led to these cases. Sort of give us a little, a quick little setting the scene lights up what are we seeing yep and so this information is coming from of course our lord and savior oh yes without whom we would be nothing shout out oh yes it's also coming from 13.org britannica and thought and co so really all familiar faces today i love that so in 1828 a great year for me the state (laughs) of georgia passed a series of laws stripping local Cherokee Indians of their rights. The laws also authorized Cherokee removal from lands sought after by the state. So I can see... Do we see the conflict here? Are we setting it up nicely? Yes. Sure, sure. Yeah. Way to go, Georgia, ya dicks. Yep. In defense, the Cherokees cited treaties that they had negotiated as an independent nation with the United States, guaranteeing the Cherokee Nation both the land and the independence. This is all coming from 13.org. Yep. After failed negotiations with <laughs> yeah, President yeah. Andrew Jackson, uh, not a friend. No. Not a friend not of the a Native friend American. Of the show. Not a friend. Truly not a friend of the show, not a friend of the Native Americans, and not a friend to me. After failed negotiations with President Andrew Jackson and Congress, the Cherokee, under the leadership of John Ross, sought an injunction at the Supreme Court against Georgia to prevent its carrying out these laws. So they were like, you know what? Yeah. Since President Andrew Go Fuck Yourself Jackson will not negotiate and neither will Congress, we're going to knock, knock, ding dong on SCOTUS. Yep. As they should. As they should. As they should. Because these were state laws that were being passed and the Cherokee were like, honey, we don't deal with you. We deal with the people with in Washington, the with the federal government. Yeah. With U dot S dot. S dot. Yes. 
Get as out f- of my face. Get out of my face. As fucked up as U.S. is and was, they wanted to deal with them and not have mm-hmm. to live by these state laws. No. So there were two cases. The first is the Cherokee Nation versus Georgia case. And then the second, which we're going to talk about later, is Worcester versus Georgia case. So Cherokee Nation versus Georgia. In 1802, the U.S. federal government promised Cherokee lands to Georgian settlers. Do we see a problem? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, I see it. Just promising land that was not ours to promise to That's just take, it's the most to... United States thing of like, oh, yeah. sure, sure, sure. Why Peace? not? Put a, put a flag on it. Put a stake in it. Put a stake in Why it. Not? Sure. Take it. What? Those people, they don't matter. Take their land. I don't know. I don't know them. Yeah. The Cherokee people had historically occupied the lands in Georgia and been promised ownership through a series of treaties, including the Treaty of Holston in 1791. This is all coming from Britannica. Between 1802 and 1828, land-hungry settlers and politicians attempted to negotiate with the Cherokee people in order to claim the land for themselves. So they're like, "Mm, we want this land that you have, so what will you... Give it to us. So give it to us, and we'll maybe give you something in return. Like, I just... These people had lived... Like, that's where they... That's the only home that they... That's their land. Yes. It's their home. Yeah. Correct. Then in 1828, tired of resistance. Oh, so tiring. I'm so tired. I am so tired so of resistance. Tired. I'm like, look, I, I asked them one time, give me your land. And they said, can you believe it? No. No. And I just, my jaw hit the floor. So tired of this resistance. So <laughs> tired of you not giving me what's yours. I could fall asleep. I know. It's really annoying to me that you won't just, like, give me what I'm asking for. Like, can't you mm-hmm. just see how that's so easy? Oh, my God. Yeah. Tired behind my eyelids. <laughs> <laughs> so, tired of resistance, yet emboldened by the election of one dear human, Andrew Jackson... Mm. who favored the removal of Native Americans from their lands, members of the Georgia state legislature passed a series of laws meant to strip the Cherokee people of their rights to the land. So they took it to the state and they were like, let's just write a law that says they can't live there no more. Let's just take boom, it. Boom, bang, boom. They and don't wait, it'll be ours. And, yep, then and it'll be ours. In defense of the Cherokee people, Chief John Ross and attorney William Wirt asked the court to grant an injunction to prevent the laws from going into effect. Cherokee Nation Cherokee Nation versus Georgia in 1831 asked the Supreme Court to determine whether a state may impose its laws on Native Americans and their territory. Yeah, like a very important question. Very important question. Very important question. Very important Especially because there's like treaties already. Yeah. So it's like, what is the role of the state with Native American tribes? Yeah. Who are we negotiating with? Like yeah. we have to establish this. Yes. In the 1820s, the Georgia legislature passed laws designed to force the Cherokee people off of their lands. The Supreme Court refused to rule on whether the Georgia state laws were applicable to the Cherokee people. Instead, the court ruled that it did not have jurisdiction over the case because the Cherokee nation was, quote, a domestic dependent nation instead of a, quote, foreign state. What? This is, this is that, this is SCOTUS. Yep. Acting up. 
and lashing out up to their old tricks. You know, this is my least favorite era of SCOTUS. This is it's horrible. The early eighteen hundred. This is this is the worst of the worst SCOTUS. Let me tell you, if you have a if you have a landmark victory with this group of gentlemen, wow. Yep. No, this these are, is these are not these are not your right. These are if there's a statue of any of these guys, <laughs> I'm gonna be so pissed. So pissed. Take it down. So pissed. Take it down. So very clearly, the question before the Supreme Court in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia was, does the Supreme Court have jurisdiction to grant an injunction against Georgia laws that would harm the Cherokee people under Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution, which gives the court jurisdiction over cases, quote, between a state or the citizens thereof and foreign states, citizens, or subjects? Do the Cherokee people constitute a foreign state? Literally, it's like we forgot to enumerate them well, I guess forgot or intentionally left out. We didn't enumerate the Native American people and their status in mm-hmm. Article 3. And so what's happening is the Supreme Court now has to like decide if one of these descriptors applies to the Cherokee people. Right. To even right. like hear the case to move and decide forward. the case yeah. to move forward. So William Wirt, who was working with the Cherokee people, focused on establishing the court's jurisdiction. He explained that Congress recognized the Cherokee Nation as a state in the Commerce Clause of the third article of the U.S. Constitution, which gives Congress the power to, quote, regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states and with the Indian tribes. They put the pen to the parchment. They put it in there. William's just like, did anybody read this? Right. It's in the parchment. Did anybody see the thing we signed 20 minutes ago? It's We there. assigned the reading. <laughs> if you could and just... I can see nobody read it. <laughs> I can see nobody read the reading. There will be a yeah. pop quiz later. There's one question. There's one question. It's so question. funny to me. It's so funny to me that, like, <laughs> they're like, what, like, did they even, like, where can we even find evidence yeah. <laughs> That the Cherokee are even considered anything. Like, where yeah. is that? And literally, William's like, I don't know, perhaps the sentence that says, and with the Indian tribes? Like, sometimes I feel like you have to make sort of creative arguments to, like, prove that this sort of vague phrase means this. You know, privacy means a woman's right to choose. Right. right? Like, like you know, you have A to, to infer. Yeah. You have yeah. to infer some things. Whereas Sweet William was like, quite simply, if you if you look at the, the parchment, <laughs> you'll see the phrase with the Indian tribes. And I, I think perhaps we can go A to B here and assume yeah. that the Cherokee Nation as an Indian tribe yes. would be considered a and then whatever they're trying to consider it yeah a yeah state yeah oh sweet william great yeah. great argument he's strong he's trying strong strong he really you know it's i'm glad he was like behind this cause yes so wert argued that the court had jurisdiction over the case because the government had previously recognized the cherokee nation as a foreign state in treaties so they're treating them with like Yes, they're in the Constitution. Here's the receipts. Here's the receipts. Right. But they're also making treaties. And the United States would not make a treaty with a domestic, like with something within itself. It's like making a treaty with Virginia. 
Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Right. Attorneys on behalf of Georgia argued that the state had a right to the land based on its 1802 agreement with the federal government. Additionally, the Cherokee Nation could not be considered a state because it was not a sovereign nation with a constitution and a district governing system. So they're basically also like, I don't know, like these people don't really govern themselves the way that we do. And so therefore, (laughs) we'll just take their land. Sure. We'll just take it. It's going to be great. An ironclad argument. Yeah. Georgia. I also love that... (laughs) I also love that Georgia was like, um, the federal government said we could have this land. They said it. And I'm just here. I'm here doing what they said. Like, I'm sorry. Just trying. Yeah. Like, if you have a problem. Oh Georgia's being a little brat. Yeah. Georgia. Georgia's Look, being shout out to our listeners punk. in Georgia. You know that we love you. But. I love Georgia. I have been there many times. Not a good look right no. now. In no. In 1820. 1820s Georgia. Many times in Georgia is not a good look. But this no, is particularly. One? The court found that the Cherokee Nation was a state in the sense that it was a, quote, political society separated from others, capable of managing its own affairs and governing itself, close quote. Treaties and laws governing the relationship between the U.S. and the Cherokee Nation supported this conclusion. However, the court ruled it was not a state in the same way that Georgia was because it was not a part of the Union. Well, Duh. Correct. Correct. <laughs> okay, you've come to an obvious conclusion, Scotus. I want to give you two stars. Two stars. For two, deciding two. that, yes, it's a political society separate from others, capable of managing its own affairs and governing itself, and that it's not a state like Georgia. Good for you. Good for Shocking. you. You know who's Shocking. in your party. Oh, you my know. God. You're like, you know what the states are. Yeah. Somebody has counted the stars on the flag. Somebody passed seventh grade. Okay. Very proud Don't of brag. Okay. Don't brag. Can't wait for the rest of this uh, opinion. I, I know. So they, so that was like one thing that they were trying to decide is like, is, is the Cherokee nation like a, somehow a state? Is it like a domestic state? So the answer that they're giving to that is no. no. So then the Correct. other question is, or one of the, the other questions, is the Cherokee Nation a foreign state? So according to the majority opinion, the Cherokee Nation's complex relationship with the United States meant it did not legally qualify as a foreign state. Because there's baggage. There's baggage. <laughs> okay. It's, it's complex. So, okay. It's baggage. So it's not a domestic state. And it's not a foreign state. What, what is it? What is it? What you is me. it? Oh my god! Like, is it neither? I think that's. I think that's what they're gonna decide. That it's. it's okay. Special. Okay. It's a special relationship. You tell me what it is. You okay. tell me what it is. Here we go. So Chief Justice John Marshall wrote in the majority opinion uh, in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia. He wrote, "Quote: They look to our government for protection." Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> they protection look for the government for protection from, from them. From, from them. you. From you.s. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, hey, can you stop your people from killing us? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Sincerely, Cherokee Nation. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, you're looking for us for protection. And Yeah. And it's like, you can't you can't protect yourself from us killing you. Oh. <sighs> I don't, so know if you're foreign, I don't know if you're a foreign state. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seems like a foreign state would be able to protect itself from us, I just... From us killing you, yeah. From us killing you, yeah. So, quote, they look to our government for protection, rely upon its kindness, oh so kind. Oh Don't you God. love murder as a form I'm of kindness? so mad. <laughs> Do you remember when Chris Columbus knowingly gave the Indians smallpox? <laughs> it was such remember a, that? Such a gentle outreach, just a, you know, a nice kind nudge. Just to Chemical let them warfare? know that we love them. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Rely upon its kindness and its power, appeal to it for relief to their wants, and address the president as their capital G, great capital F father. <laughs> okay, show me those receipts. This is show me those receipts. This is a ridiculous ruling. I'm willing to bet $40 that no one's ever looked at Andrew Jackson and said, hello, great father. <laughs> I don't think Andrew Jackson has been considered a great father one time in his life or his death. No. Uh, so continuing with his quote, quote, they and their country are considered by foreign nations as well as by ourselves as being so completely under the sovereignty and dominion of the United States that any attempt to acquire their lands or to form a political connection with them would be considered by all as an invasion of our territory and an act of hostility. But much in the same way that, like, if you invade Austria, Germany's going to feel threatened. Like, sure. Because it's a neighboring state. Right. And it's like, something's going on. Something is going on. Very close to us. Yeah. And we should pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. So that was Chief Justice John, Chief Justice Marshall's opinion. <laughs> as bullshit as it is. Love it. We have an, we have a standing relationship and we really like the way it's going. And we just feel like you already turned to us for help. So how can you be foreign? Hello. Right. Hello. What do you think France You're, was? We know you. <laughs> right. And what do you think France was when we were like, when they were going through their revolution? Ah, oh, what bullshit. So the court needed to establish that the Cherokee Nation was either a U.S. state or a foreign state to have jurisdiction over the case. So before they could even hear the case, they needed to, like, basically see if the Cherokee Nation had standing. They needed to define the relationship. They needed to define the relationship. Sure. Before they sure. got too so far define over it. their I, heads. Devi please. Tell me. Tell me. What do you want? Tell me what we are. Tell me what, what we are. are. <laughs> Instead, the court ruled that the Cherokee Nation was a, quote, domestic dependent nation. Perfect. I know. It's so convenient. This term meant that the court did not have jurisdiction and could not evaluate the Cherokee Nation's case. A domestic dependent nation doesn't <laughs> fucking exist. That's not a thing. No, because they, so they made up a term and they were like, you know what, this made up term, we don't have jurisdiction over this term that we actually made up for you. Right. We made it up for you and... We just made it up now, which means it's not in the Constitution. And because it's not in the Constitution that was written and signed like 40, 50 years ago, we can't hear your case because we the term we just made up isn't in this document. Yep. Sorry. Even though you're listed in it. Sorry. Even though you're listed in this document in other ways. Yeah. Um, It's not in this way. Yeah. And so therefore... Oh, can't hear oh, it. Can't help you. Sorry. I hope your lands turn out okay. Yeah. Really, really hope that it works out well for you. Yes. 
So the Supreme Court's refusal to acknowledge jurisdiction in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia meant that the Cherokee Nation did not have legal recourse against Georgia laws that sought to force them off their land. The Cherokee Nation did not give up and attempted to sue again in Worcester versus Georgia. We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. And that brings us to Worcester versus Georgia. Yeah. So let's jump into what that is. This is the second and landmark Supreme Court case that we're going to jump into literally right now. So let's talk about the facts of this case. So this is coming from, it looks like it's mostly coming from Britannica and some from Oye's. Oh, so excited. So. 
Worcester v. Georgia involved a group of, you guessed it, white Christian missionaries, including Samuel A. Worcester, who were living in the Cherokee Territory in Georgia. In addition to their missionary work, the men were advising the Cherokee about resisting Georgia's attempts to impose state laws on the Cherokee Nation, a self-governing nation whose independence and rights to its land had been guaranteed in treaties with the United States government. So we have like 10 years later, a group of guys coming around being like, you guys are in treaties. You know that, right? Like, you're, I think you should right. sort of like push back on this because yeah. you're in the treaties. They saw, the they treaties. read the parchments. Yeah. And they're like, I think you're in the, I think you're in the, I think you're on the parchment. <laughs> Let me give me I'm some sorry. advice. Let me give you some yeah. advice. In an effort to stop the missionaries, the state in 1830 passed an act that forbade, quote, white persons from living on Cherokee lands unless they obtained a license from the governor of Georgia and swore an oath of loyalty to the state. So I see why this is happening. Because when you start going after the white people and telling the white people what they should be doing, that's when you get success, my friends. Because the white people do not like being told what to do and how to do it and where to do it and where to live. Yep. So that was the big mistake that was made by Georgia. They tried to tell those people that they couldn't go on these lands and they were like, Just try me. Just try me. Try me. Try me. Worcester and the other missionaries had been invited by the Cherokee and were serving as missionaries under the authority of the U.S. federal government. They did not, however, have a license from Georgia, nor did they swear a loyalty oath to that state. Uh Uh Uh-oh. You're going to jail. Georgia state authorities arrested Worcester and several other missionaries after they were convicted at a trial in 1831 and sentenced to four years of hard labor in prison, Worcester appealed to the U.S. Supreme Court. So I'm seeing exactly why this case went to the Supreme Court. It's yeah. because it's not, it's not about the Cherokees. You know, no. it's about it's about this white guy yeah. who got put in prison, and thankfully the Cherokees benefit. Yeah. From this, yeah. you know, but that's, I mean, if you look at just like, like these landmark cases where it's kind of like, wow, it's crazy that sort of like a non-white entity benefits in this time period. But you yeah. look at the intricacies of the case and it's like, oh, it's because they went after the white guy. Yeah. They threw the white guy in jail. Mm-hmm. You can't throw the white guy in jail and not expect to go to the Supreme Court, honey. Not in 1831. Come on. <laughs> Basic, basic. So Worcester argued that Georgia had no right to extend its laws to the Cherokee Territory. Correct. He contended (laughs) that the act under which he had been convicted violated the U.S. Constitution, which gives the U.S. Congress the authority to regulate commerce with the Native Americans. So we're back at square one, except now it's not the Cherokees arguing, it's this white dude arguing. Perfect. 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 The Constitution also bars the state from passing laws that alter the obligation of contracts, in this case, treaties. Several treaties between the Cherokee and the United States government recognize the independence and sovereignty of the Cherokee Nation. Furthermore, Worcester argued that the Georgia laws violated an 1802 Act of Congress that regulated trade and relation between the United States and Indian tribes. So the U.S. Supreme Court received the case on a writ of 
Error. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. Ba 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 ba. Error. Error. So the question before the court was: Does the state of Georgia have the authority to regulate the intercourse between citizens of its states? And members of the Cherokee Nation. So it's again, it's like, does the state of Georgia have the authority to do whatever with right. the Cherokee Nation? Like, we're back at square one. We're back at square one. We're asking the same question. Except this time, yep. it's not just like the state of Georgia and the Cherokee Nation and the land. It's like, okay, but now these other people, they've passed laws that now involve American citizens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are they allowed You're to regulate too that? Far. Too far. You went a step too, too far. far. You got too Georgia. greedy. You got to pull you it back. You got too greedy and now you're going to lose it all. Maybe. I don't know. You tell me. Here we go. Tell me what they ruled. <laughs> okay. Here's the ruling. So the Supreme Court agreed with Worcester. Thank Correct. God. Correct. This really could have He gone came a in with the way. parchments and they were like, oh no, you're white. <laughs> Shoot. Oh no. Shoot. Well, rats. All right. Yeah. Well, if you're white with the parchments, then what are we going to say? How can we disagree? How can we disagree? You got the double whammy. They agreed with Worcester, ruling 5 to 1 on March 3rd, 1832, that all the Georgia laws regarding the Cherokee Nation were unconstitutional and thus void. Better late than never, but yeah. happy to have you here at the party. SCOTUS. Welcome to the table. Writing for the court, Chief Justice John Marshall held that, quote, the Indian nations had always been considered as distinct, independent political communities retaining their natural rights as the undisputed possessors of the soil. Like, okay, wait. no, that's not no. what you said last time. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. I actually have the receipts. Hold on. I want to <laughs> just punch him in the face. Yeah. Literally, he just... He's like, we've always this is what thought he you had the I'm right to bring your us, land. I'm just going to bring us back to what he wrote before. Quote, they look to our government for protection, rely upon its kindness and its power, appeal to it for relief to their wants, address the president as their great father. I'm just like, no, no. No, you no. Literally, no, 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 no. You, you, Marshall, and yeah. your, your little group of goons, Called them a, quote, domestic dependent nation. Yeah. And now you think that we've forgotten the past 10 years. In fact, we haven't. We have the receipts. We have the parchment. Now, now you want to call them distinct, independent political communities? Yeah. Cool, honey. Cool. cool, cool, cool we cool, love cool, a cool, flip cool. flop. It's great for the summer cool. season. <laughs> <laughs> Goes great with a romper. Mm-hmm. I just, the, like, the original natural rights as the undisputed possessors of the soil. Are you kidding? Like, yes, I completely agree. Correct. That is correct. But the back got, and mm-hmm. forth, the back mm-hmm. and forth. It's amazing what, a, what a, a white guy who's been wrongly persecuted against can can do. Can get done. The change that he can cause. We should just... We should elevate them. They are clearly better than everybody else. I mean, like, why have we been keeping the white man down? Oh, my gosh. So even though Native Americans were now under the protection of the United States, Marshall wrote that, quote, protection does not imply the destruction of the protected. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) I don't even know what that 
means. Protection what? does not imply the destruction of the protected. I it okay. hurts my brain. John. We've, es- we've established that we're both very tired and it's been a week, but I John. I honestly don't know that I would understand that sentence if because I was hundred percent like, like what he's doing is like he's he's trying to do things that make us forget the fact that this is literally the exact opposite of what he ruled not ten years ago. Yep. Not ten years ago. We're not talking like fifty years and you're like, yeah, what they did back then. This is the same court. <laughs> yeah. The same court. It's still, he's like, still Chief Justice. He's still Chief Justice. Like, maybe one of them has, has you know, retired or died or whatever. But, like, yep. for the most part, it's the same group of same group of gents. Yep. Like, you're trying to make us forget the fact that you literally were wrong. Or that yep. you were literally, let's call it, racist before. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good term for what's Thank happening you. right here. Thank you so much. I, you're just so smart. I'm very smart. You're very smart. Marshall concluded that, quote, the court held that the Georgia Act under which Worcester was prosecuted violated the Constitution, treaties, and law of the United States. So in the end, they were like, no, Georgia, you can't pass these laws. You've overstepped. You've overreached. Back the fuck up. Back up. Back mm-hmm. up. We should have said this 10 years ago, but back but up. Back <laughs> up. Okay. Back up. Noting that the treaties and laws of the United States contemplate the Indian Territory as completely separated from that of the states and provide that all intercourse with them shall be carried on exclusively by the government of the Union. That's Chief Justice John Marshall saying that. Yep. He went on to say in his ruling that, quote, the Cherokee Nation then is a distinct community occupying its own territory in which the laws of Georgia can have no force the whole intercourse, they really love this word intercourse, and I don't mm-hmm. think they anticipated that it would mean something nope. different today. They didn't They didn't see it they, coming. So it just feels <laughs> so funny. The mm-hmm. whole intercourse between the United States and this nation is by our constitution and laws vested in the government of the United States. So, Correct. in case you didn't hear me the first time, Georgia, step off. You better step off. I know, I'm just like, off. John, you're singing a different tune. Yep. And I just have to point it out. You're singing a different tune. It's only been 10 years. A different tune. To a different drummer. Mm Mm-hmm. We're in a different band. We're in a different band. The Georgia Act thus interfered with the federal government's authority and was unconstitutional. Justice Henry Baldwin dissented for procedural reasons and on the merits. Okay, Okay, whatever, Baldwin. Yippee for you. Yippee for you. You don't have a leg to stand on here. Okay. No. Okay. No. So let's talk about the long-lasting impact. So as we said before, this is a uh, landmark case, obviously, because this is truly the first time that the Supreme Court is actually recognizing, ah, yes, this is a independent nation from us. And ah, yes, the United States has conducted business and treaties and whatnot with them. And then, oh, sure, therefore only the federal government can regulate or do anything with them yep landmark so what's the impact <laughs> this first this first point i know Man. the first bullet point is great georgia okay so just right after this ruling yep georgia ignored the decision <laughs> keeping worcester and the other missionaries in prison which is illegal eventually they were granted a pardon and were released in 1833 President Andrew Jackson, you're going to freak out, declined to enforce the Supreme Court's decision, thus allowing states 
to enact further legislation damaging to the tribes. Thank you, Andrew Jackson. You patriot, you. Like, what a way to undermine the court. Like, just really take the rug out from under it. I know they ruled. I know you ruled. I know you ruled, but like, I don't like it. Okay. (laughs) I don't want to... I, I really wish that um that was the approach that we took in, like, Bush v. Gore. That would have sure. been fun. Sure, would sure. you have loved? I mean, yeah. Imagine, I think, uh, checks and balances not working here. Yes. yes. Okay? Yep. The government began forcing the Cherokee off their land in 1838 in what became known as the Trail of Tears. Some 15,000 Cherokee were driven from their land and were marched westward in a grueling journey that caused the deaths of some 4,000 of their people. So this is like immediately after this ruling. Yep. Worcester v. Georgia was a landmark case of the Supreme Court. Although it did not prevent the Cherokee from being removed from their land, the decision was often used to craft subsequent Indian laws in the United States. The Worcester decision created an important precedent through which American Indians could, like states, reserve some areas of political autonomy, which is what we've what we've got now, which are Indian yeah. reservation territories, you know. Yeah. And to this day, it's like it's like a handful of a SCOTUS season. You have SCOTUS cases that involve Native American tribes yeah. versus the United States. Like they're still fighting for, you know certain rights and and privileges as a nation uh as a separate nation from us and i know that this case is the groundwork for for the cases that we're seeing today in 2020 like those cases couldn't even happen without worcester v georgia no you know because they needed to establish just what the native americans what that relationship was to the united states right Right, because if they didn't, you know that John Roberts would be like, you know what, this isn't up to the Supreme Court. No. He would pull his favorite card to play. Yeah. It's not it's be not like, you know ours. Not it's our not ours. Power. I'm so sorry. Mm. I'm so sorry. So at the very least, <laughs> this case prevents that from happening. Like, it is the Supreme Court's decision yeah. to, to, to rule on yeah. cases involving Indian nations and yeah. the United States yeah. and their it, rights within it. it. It's, it is their job. It is within their purview. That's what this yes. case basically said. And they went further to say, it's our job. It is the federal government's job to interact with them. It is not within the state's rights Mm-mm. to interact with these nations. Yeah. You don't, you don't get to interact with them. They're not. Yeah. They, they may reside, quote unquote, within your state, but that land is not of the states. Nope. It's not the state's land. Mm-mm. I think that's what people have a hard time understanding that, like, you know, the 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 land that's left that's within, you know, the Native American tribes that are like the reservations that you hear about or the territories or whatever. Yeah, that's not, you know, Oklahoma. No. Right. Like, yeah. that's not like people. I'm like, that's not Oklahoma. I don't think people that realize is that. Yeah. Cherokee Nation or that yeah. is, you know, Navajo Nation or whatever nation. Yeah. So I'm glad we did this one. Glad we did this one. I know, know, right? It was a good one. Yeah. I mean, talk about a landmark case for sure. For sure. For sure. sure. So important. Yep. So important. And I'm so excited to continue to learn more about specifically Native American history within our history because I do feel like we have a very difficult time reckoning with our, the U.S. dots history with the Native American tribes. Yep. Because it's not pretty and it's not, um, 
It's icky. It was wrong. It what happened? Mm-hmm. It was wrong what happened to and them and what we like did to icky. them. Yep. And people don't like icky. People don't want to think that the greatest nation in the world did something so icky. And I'm like, honey. Honey. Let's Constantly on, on a daily basis, we do icky things. Constantly we have on a daily to be, basis. Yeah. We have to be open and honest with ourselves about who we are. Yep. So, with that, you know that we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Like we said at the beginning, you can rate us, you can review us, and you can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.